Welcome to this edition of Hindsight is Horrifying, the show where three mostly normal and somewhat cynical adults discuss life as members of the TV generation. Now here are your hosts, Darth Jader, Jason Mitchell, and Adam B. <laughs> hello! Hello, hello, hello. We're back. We are. A- after After another extended uh Much break. deliberation. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> we protests. decided to come back. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, it is Hindsight is Horrifying, and we are back after, see, I was on vacation, and then, then we did I an episode, then you were on vacation, then you were on vacation. And here we are. And we're, we're all, back. We're all back. And we're Woo! all, and that means that we have a travel segment coming up today. <gasps> we do. Yay. I am woefully unprepared. Are you? Uh, no, not really. <laughs> <laughs> She's been rehearsing I came to all play. day. <laughs> you damn well better not be. <laughs> Don't worry. I come bearing gifts, possibly. Jade, uh, who's in the room with us? My good friend Leslie is here joining us in the studio hello, today. Hello. Say hi, Leslie. Hello. Can you get a little closer to the microphone, if you don't mind? Sure. There you go. Better? Make very good friends oh, with the there. mic. Yes, yes. It's your lover. This is very intimate. <laughs> Mr. Lover. <laughs> Mr. Lover. It had to get awkward fast. That's what we do here in the studio. Hey, hey, it's what we do best. Nice. Well, so, um... <laughs> Welcome and join in the awkwardness as you see fit. But first, we okay. have to do, before we get to our episode announcement, yes. we have to do our brand new special segment. Yeah, which uh, which is getting a lot of use now. So that's Ooh, very good. Yeah. Awesome. So, mm-hmm. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for Hindsight is Horrifying Travel Tales. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. What a wonderful. Well done. Let me ask, what a, well done. Has, user. The, has the band Passport been part of it since day one? Yes. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, that was Maybe I just don't one. remember yeah. that from no, the that, beach that, episode. That was, a, that was a little addition, a little, little amuse bouche I added in there. It doesn't amuse my yes. bouche. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> really? Doesn't look like it. <laughs> I beat you to the awkwardness today. Uh, just... <laughs> you've got pictures. Got the ball rolling. Well, yes, I do. well, Darth, where did you go? Okay, so <laughs> unlike the boys who are international jet setters, uh, uh, I went to Florida. <laughs> well, that's kind of another country in some. Yeah, uh, in a lot of ways, yes. Yeah. It is. Just talk the, to Florida man. Is the home of Florida man? Yes. Uh, there were quite a few airplanes and pelicans and seagulls and such. So let me show you guys a little slideshow. Yeah, let's, uh, let's go over there. So, uh, Darth, you have Whoa. you oh have God. command. So uh, this is outside of an art gallery in Santa Rosa, Florida. Someone painted a beautiful butterfly or mariposa saying change is not past, not present, but permanent. And I thought that was pretty cool. So I snapped a photo of that outside the art gallery. This is obviously a beautiful shot of Santa Rosa Beach. Ooh. Got several of those. You see the lovely coast. I walked out there several times a day. The Did water... you see any crocodiles? <sighs> not this time. Okay. I know mm. that they can traverse fresh and salt water. Any so... sharks? No sharks. We saw lots of jellyfish. Ah, the yeah. purple flag was up for several days in a row, yeah. unfortunately. Now, the good what? news about the jellyfish is that they were the tiny kind, that it just feels more like an <laughs> ant bite when they zap you yeah, instead of, you know, like getting stung by a man of war or something, because that would have sucked. Now, you, what part of Florida was this again? I missed it. Santa Rosa. Okay, where in Florida for, for those who don't? 30A. Oh, is that there? Oh, yeah, 30A. so it's right, uh, Santa Rosa, Grayton, uh, they're like right on top of each other, and this is... For those who go to Florida often, uh, like my family does, Panama City. offenders, yeah. Yes, there you go. That's the perfect, (laughs) yes. Uh, People used to go to sort of the Destin and Panama City beach areas for the longest time. 
And Panama City was really fun. It was kitschy and tacky with lots of brightly colored buildings like purple, blue, orange, like you name it. And then uh, several years ago, I want to say more than 10 years ago, a hurricane came and wiped out a lot of the buildings did a lot of damage and then everything had to be up to new code and now mm. it's all cement high rises and yeah. is it the you, redneck riviera i've heard yes <laughs> it's also nicknamed the redneck riviera okay. yeah how, how far see, from pensacola is this is this is this down in florida or on the panhandle it's or? on the gulf oh. so I, <clears throat> okay uh yeah it's in the gulf of mexico but okay. yeah so you don't get a lot of big waves you do get a lot of seaweed depending on what kind of weather's blowing in there was a lot of seaweed when we were there unfortunately it's like swimming in salad <laughs> <laughs> unless fun. you want to go out to that lovely sandbar that you can all see uh wow. where the sharks like to roam so we didn't go out that far because <laughs> i didn't feel like being eaten and after I asked about a sound check for yeah, cell phones. Sorry about that. <laughs> that means you've got one minute left. <laughs> yes. So um, we stayed in a lovely house. Uh, I shared it with my family. So my brother, his wife, their children, and my parents. And we had this amazing walk up to the beach, uh, this sort of gazebo type uh, walk up. And I did several shots of walking oh, up to the beach. Very nice. It sort of reminded me of the movie The little... Beach. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Hearing Moby play in the background as you walk up and you can see the water from, uh, yeah, the platform. It was actually really lovely. And uh, there, this is a very special story. I think I actually texted this picture to you boys while I was on vacation because this is uh, two crabs getting busy in the water <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> around wow. dusk. Yeah. The sexiest time of day, I suppose, for crabs. <laughs> But they were just going at it right there in the surf. So, so this I is a thought that was worth porn knowing. is what it is. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I had to stay on my film game while I was in Florida. Yeah, and I it almost like dropped a... my camera. I was so excited. <laughs> and there's some more coast pictures. We had a beautiful uh, sunset that night. And it stormed a little bit. So we had some oh, strange beautiful. weather. There's who's Dark that, Jader pretty lady? in my Luke's Diner t-shirt on the beach the nice. first day we were there. And... Uh, more pictures of Love me. Love your shades. Yes. They're awesome. They're bright green. <laughs> Follow the yellow brick road. Huh? That's a <laughs> reference to... Uh, Emerald City? Yeah, the Emerald City, right? And oh, very... okay. I did not connect those two very... uh, things. Thank you. Yeah. Well, you said green, and then I, I didn't think about the Emerald City part of it. So. Well, this is going well. This is it's going super smoothly. <laughs> well, that's so why we brought Leslie. Here's a picture that has a story, guys. So there's this wonderful oh. place that serves these special donuts that have like Reese's Pieces and M&Ms and stuff on them. And there's a guy outside the donut shop every morning making balloon animals. He's a, a clown uh, just sitting outside the donut shop. Waiting for is that a clown? Waiting not, for children. Yeah, is that a? I mean, he I, might be just a shiftless <clears throat> hobo, like in a tie dye t shirt. He looks like a grungy hippie. Of sorts. Yes, grungy hippie. I can see. Yeah, yes. and uh, he's got a little balloon flower on his bowler cap, and you know, it's Florida. Yeah, well, this yeah. might be Florida man making could, balloons. Could be retirement, <laughs> right? His retirement job. Hey, yeah, could that's be. probably so. Yeah, because uh, the you know the breakfast shop is only open until about uh, eleven thirty or noon, so maybe it's just his little part time gig to supplement his social security. Who knows? But he's just out there making balloon animals for all the children. And these are just some pictures of the dunes that were right near our house. Oh, that is nice. And they obviously have the sign saying "Stay off the dunes, please preserve them." Don't uh, exit down the dunes, which people do anyway. And then, of course, you have Dark Jader's footprints in the on, sand. Because I no, <laughs> yes, on the dunes. On the dunes. I don't follow anyone's <laughs> rules. I'm a rebel. Oh, and, and chicken. <laughs> no, these uh -oh. are fried blue crab claws. Oh. oh, man. And I am not going to name the restaurant because <laughs> enough people have spoiled this area as it is. Because 
going back to the Panama City thing. I think so. the people who own the restaurant would probably <laughs> disagree with you on that. No, no, no. I don't want to ruin the secret. It's enough. Like, it's crowded enough. I don't want more people going there. All right. That's, <laughs> incredi- that's incredibly selfish yes, of you. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Nice. Well, because Panama City got so overcrowded that people had to start venturing further and further down mm-hmm. 30A and renting private houses as opposed to doing the high-rise condos. And now even 30A is just slammed with people it's just like the beach you know people keep ruining it by you know going there (laughs) being people and of course uh it wouldn't be a proper beach slash pool vacation if my four-year-old niece had not spotted a gigantic gargantuan inflatable duck from the street because uh the way to get around the cool way to get around in 30a guys is by golf cart Ah. Okay. So uh, my four-year-old niece absolutely adores Florida riding Florida is and... the land of the golf cart. Yes, it is. Yeah. And uh, they have all these kitschy kind of shops around with all of these cute inflatables so you so the kids can see them from the street and beg their parents to pull over and buy them. And since my parents were there, Riley's grandparents, naturally, they got suckered into buying a gargantuan <laughs> inflatable duck <laughs> that just existed by the pool. I don't think she touched it once after we brought it back to the house. She was just happy to have it there present during her pool time because it was about the size of the pool did she talk to it <laughs> no uh, she did have an okay. inflatable gator that she rode in the pool but it was smaller like this duck was did you at least freaking try huge no i did not ride the duck mr brown i i, <laughs> I saved that experience now here we'll see pippet the happiest dog and he didn't come to a sticky end like <laughs> yeah, pippet yeah. did uh so this dog uh great your story. next picture is just a piece of wood floating in the water <laughs> this, oh God. this beautiful labrador was playing fetch with his owner and uh we walked past him a couple of times in the evening when they'd be out and one evening in particular i had a flashlight on uh and the dog just runs at me full speed and uh i've owned dogs for a very long time so i could tell it wasn't aggressive he was just running at me really excited and i was like hey buddy and i just bent down to say hi to him and he was like uh and he just turned away from me (laughs) and the i was like well i thought he was a friendly dog and the guy goes oh sorry he thought you were his mommy because she comes and finds us with a flashlight Uh... and i was like oh okay <laughs> so I kind of fooled him on accident. Sorry. <laughs> but he ran up to me and was excited to see me for like 30 seconds. But yeah, I never learned his name, but he was the happiest dog in the world. And then, of course, I'd be remiss if I didn't take a picture of this. Somebody wrote Jenny in the sand for God knows what reason. Eight six seven five three zero nine. I was going to make a Forrest Gump show. I know. That's what yeah. I, that's what I thought of. Yeah. The most beautiful name in the wild world. Damn you, world. Tommy Two-Tones. <laughs> yeah. Jenny. But somebody wrote Jenny. it in the sand. Forrest Gump was here. And then uh, my dad having a jumping contest with my niece. That's She's a covered pool. Uh, no, we actually took a 10 by 10 tent uh, and shaded okay. it because there was no Pickles. shade in the back. This is particularly for <laughs> yeah, you, Jason. <laughs> just plop them right in there. <laughs> plop them in there, G-strings. <laughs> so there's a restaurant called Pickles, and they actually serve like burgers and dogs, but they apparently have very uh, famous no, pickles. they've got really good pickles. <laughs> they're, <laughs> they're known for the pickles. <laughs> so that was really more of a Jason picture than anything else. So that's for you. Now, this is outside that same restaurant with the fried blue crab claws. They have a little pond with all these beautiful lily pads and a fountain. So anybody who's been to this area already knows what restaurant I'm talking about. It's a very specific place. And then this baby palm tree that was just outside of our rental house. It's I'm taller than this tree. It's super tiny. It had even a a little little brother. Little baby baby. Yeah. (laughs) The little engine that could palm tree. Mm -hmm. All right. (laughs) 
And then uh, lobster tacos at the same restaurant. We had to take a picture of those. We went back four times. That's how good those lobster tacos were. So if you haven't been in this restaurant, I'm still not telling you where it is. <laughs> now, these are the famous donuts where um, Mr. Hippie Man makes the balloon animals. So we went there a couple of times. I wanted coffee. Josh wanted donuts. So wow. uh, we were both happy at the end of That's that trip. That's a diabetes in it. It, right oh, there. it was. Holy and cow. then this really random car on the strip. Uh, somebody made a purge car. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I, it wasn't serving any purpose. There wasn't anyone outside that's it promoting anything. That's the worst anything. purge car. I've seen way better purge cars than that. Really? Oh, yeah. That's not going to survive the purge. Oh, heck no. <laughs> Are you kidding me? That's not even going to survive Death like Race 2000. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I didn't understand the rhyme or reason to it because there was no one handing any flyers out, no promotion, no nothing. Maybe he's so a gastroenterologist. Know. Let's hope so. <laughs> <laughs> he's a proctologist. So well yeah. done. It'd be if the better. ass man. <laughs> <laughs> And then, of course, more donuts with Reese's Pieces <laughs> instead of M&M's. Oh, we're back to Jenny's Jenny. somehow. And then the taco bar. I really like that place. Uh, we had good tacos there. And Jason, um, I thought you would find this house amusing. We call this the Trump house because there's a new banner on it every year. So... Uh, the first banner is the one to the far right, and it's a little blurry because I was taking this uh, picture from a moving golf cart or a car. I can't remember which. But the far right banner says Trump won. The middle banner says Let's Go Brandon. And then the far right or far left, excuse me, says Herschel 2022. So I, I think, think we a, know the far right banner. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I just like it's this massive uh, four story house. And you like it's just so prominent on the strip you can't not see these huge banners just basically hanging down to the street so it's interesting it looks a lot like a place in uh that we i saw in uh in the keys so much so that when you showed me that picture like the building even looked the same that's really when were you last to the keys uh jeez god was that this year i don't even know it was either this year or last year whenever i think it I was went, last year was it last year i think right. so but it all blurs god, together. it's all blurring together COVID yeah time. when i went uh diving uh, uh, yeah, right. yeah, that was like almost almost a year ago. I want to say, Jesus Christ! Um, I mean, it's weird. Time. Well, you were just... drunk the entire time anyway, so I'm sure that trip. No, sort of that no. I, <laughs> I, I thought actually... that was the bus trip with the liquor in the back, and <laughs> there was, but but there's a whole story to why I was annoyed because I I didn't get one of the the berths. I had I had like just one of the seats. Oh, and, and so I, I didn't want I didn't, I didn't want to I didn't want an angry drink. So, <laughs> there you, yeah. yeah, nobody really wants to past the yeah. age of 40, I hear. Uh, but yeah, so these are massive banners on this personal, like, it's a private home, but they've just got these huge-ass banners hanging from the street because they're apparently upset about the, the political uh, upset. And then, of course, we have a random, uh, massive, massive portrait of Vincent Scully, and this is kind of in From down the X-Files. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, in downtown Santa Rosa, there's kind of this little U-shaped formation of shops on the strip and uh, all these. We, we kind of make fun of the uh, food trucks that are out front because they're, it's not really beach-oriented food. It's like grilled cheese, uh, gyros, <laughs> hot dogs, you know, basic like kind of festival food. Carnival food. Yeah, but you would – I mean, it's all kind of bougie mm. versions so of that. So it's, but it's still. hot – you're probably drinking beer and you're going to have some grilled cheese sandwiches. Yeah, it's like that's going to make a very interesting stain when you throw it all up <laughs> at the end of the day. Here's some cholesterol Ooh, yeah. and heartburn. Enjoy. But uh, nevertheless, you have the Vincent Scully painted on the side of one of the buildings. And uh, we, of course, had also to have... known as the cigarette smoking man. Well, yes. Yeah. And then, of course, we had to have a watermelon party. So, you know, when you're a little kid and. Is that like. Uh... 
It's not a pineapple, like a pineapple party. party. No. Okay. All right. Watermelon. All right. All right. There, there was a toddler involved, so watch yourself. Whoa, hey, look. <laughs> yeah. Hey, look, I, 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 I disclaim anything. I, I didn't. I, now I, I worry. I didn't. Let vet, me tell I, did, I didn't check story. these pictures first. God. No, so we had a watermelon party, which to a four-year-old, that's what it is. It's literally just my dad cracking over and cracking open and cutting a watermelon. So uh, we did that on the patio next to the pool. Party. Yeah. Well, see, that's the thing. It's like a four-year-old watching fireworks. You get the fun part of cutting the watermelon, and then, oh, we have to eat it? No, yeah. a four-year-old doesn't <laughs> want to eat watermelon. So uh, Riley was bored with that as soon as my dad was done cutting the watermelon. But this is the sad remains of the watermelon So the murder. child likes seeing the cutting. Just okay, all right. You heard me correctly. <clears throat> all right, yeah. okay. It's not a red flag or anything Cutting there. and mutilating. Yeah. But not the consuming. <laughs> okay. Not Jeffrey, not Jeffrey Dahmer <laughs> material. Yeah, Dexter exactly, when she yeah. grows up. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that might be it for my pictures, oh, That's actually. the last of the pictures. Yep, the watermelon right, yeah. murder. Well, wonderful. Aww. That was awesome. <laughs> so I guess uh, we have to get to the important part of the travel segment, which is yes. present time. Yes. <laughs> all right. Souvenirs, we call them. Yes. So, all right, Adam, this is yours. Jason. Yes, I got yours? the cool one. I got the shark. <laughs> well, I, oh, I got the little minky. <laughs> You're such <laughs> mine's awesome. I got the mono. And Leslie, you get nothing. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so um, we have been exchanging gifts. Uh, the person who leaves town brings gifts back for uh, those yeah. at home. The so. price of readmittance. Yes, yes. exactly. Yes. I bought my ticket back. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> so who would like to go first? Well, the camera's on you, Mr. Brown. Then I will go first. All right. Ooh, I love it. Beautifully wrapped with a nice bow. I'm gonna pull Not ticking. Not. <laughs> yet. Not. Yeah, that's true. No he order. hasn't triggered it yet. <laughs> Let me peel this open. Peel open the flower and see what's inside. Oh, for the love oh. of God. <laughs> it's, what? It's like a little flower. Uh, <laughs> cringy oh, look, what did the doctor find inside the flower a shot glass no just kidding oh a shot glass <laughs> oh. more boobs well Jason wow, mandated wow anatomically correct and everything yeah, for, for those of you who didn't uh, see our last episode uh, this is the second <laughs> shot glass with giant boobs uh, I think it's a tradition now now wherever you go you have to find boob glass you know, boob glass well I I keep the, the Union Jack ones right by my office. This one will be right next to it, adjacent. Yay. Adjacent to Jason's. And a shark tooth. Did you pull this out of your leg after the shark attacked you? No, I actually tackled a shark in the water and pried that tooth out of its jaws. Oh, Damn. That is shark. awesome. That's how much I love you. Yeah. I do love shark teeth. Well, thank you so much, yeah. That's not the only... Well, that, that's oh, not oh, the oh there's more. There's, there's one more. Piece. Oh. Where did he... Oh. Oh, wait. Hold on. You lose it. There a it is. A doubloon. Yay. Hey, you can retire now. Captain Jack. <laughs> Captain Jack. Hold on. Oh, it's real. <laughs> exactly. That's I, way back in my day. We used to it tell. was actually uh, one stop shopping. I pulled that shark tooth out of the shark, and then uh, that was while I was diving for the doubloon on a sunken Very ship. Nice. So uh, awesome. I worked my ass off for this. Busy games. day. And that dive was made in China. Was the boob glass also in the ship? <laughs> <laughs> No, um, I got no, the shark had swallowed the boob glass. I got that from the <clears throat> same kitschy shop as the gargantuan inflatable duck. Nice. Uh, so the boob glass, I, the, I, that I got because, Jason, you mandated that it was uh, a form of decorum to yes. bring glass back from a Glassware, trip. So yes. So I, I did that out of pure politeness. Yeah. 
Wow. I brought you back boobs out of pure politeness. It's etiquette. <laughs> it's simple etiquette. Yes. Yes. When in doubt, pinky out. Jason, it's your turn. All right. Let's see here. So, you know, mine is red. Worries me. I don't know why. It matches the inside of the shark mouth. That's true. <laughs> Color coordinated. Would you like the ribbon back? Sure. Okay. Yes. You can reuse it like my grandmother used with wrapping paper. Oh, it's it's uh, it's an ASMR episode of <laughs> Hindsight is Horrifying. <laughs> oh my god, that's a unique sound. <gasps> that was me with the ribbon. What what could this be? <laughs> <laughs> I can't imagine. Glassware is always it's always in style. Aw, <laughs> let me see. Now wait, are these slightly these look slightly bigger? <laughs> Compare oh boys. Are I, I think mine are a little bigger. Damn. Or is the bathing suit just smaller? smaller. Oh, that's true. Mm. It, didn't Aristotle have a whole thing about that? Don't you have to get those wet to really determine the size <laughs> difference? <laughs> and and it's cold apparently. Yes. For those of that's you at what home, I think Adam was saying anatomically correct. Yes. The nipples are Prominent, These are not so. Barbie shot glasses. Let me just. <laughs> <laughs> this is pure Florida. Not a Barbie right girl in a Barbie world. <laughs> put this here. Yeah, let's see. Ooh, a sharketh tooth. Yeah. Open up. Take a look. That is so cool. You are welcome. That sir. is so cool. I pried that, that out of a different shark. And that probably just <laughs> fell out of his mouth, right? No, yeah. I pried it out of a different shark. Mm -hmm. Well, I didn't want to pry two teeth out of the same shark. How tacky would that be, guys? <laughs> yeah, that would just be gauche. Yes. I, see, I came ready to play. And of course... And the diploma here. You also got a diploma. Look at that. It was not in circulation hey, No, is this during... a piece of eight? No, because That's a different, you, you're that's not a different one of the pirate thing. kings. Oh, okay, okay. I don't know what a piece of eight is, but you always hear about a piece of or, eight. Or sorry, right? not pirate king. There is one pirate king, but there are nine pirate lords. You're not a pirate lord, so no, that's not a piece of eight. Is that no. how that works? Yes. <laughs> okay. Don't worry, the right people understand understood what you're that. talking about, you're not alone, so don't worry. Yeah. Okay, good. Okay, good. Yeah. I don't think anybody in this room besides me knows what the fuck is going on right now. Oh, is okay. this like an Amber Heard thing? <laughs> Bite me. And no, no, but seriously, uh, a piece of eight has to do with your status in the pirate community. And no, that's not a piece of eight because you don't get to make any judgment calls. You're not no. one of the pirate lords. Well, that's good. You're just a regular old So wait, wait, wait. So you mean I don't have to make judgment calls, but I still get silver? Right. Sounds like a good deal. You're welcome. Yeah, sounds like a very good deal. <laughs> so uh, you have reusable buckets. <laughs> so enjoy your gifts, boys. The I bucket's going like in the them. shop. I'm telling you that right now. Awesome. Yeah. Hey, put it to good this, use. This, this is this is like a perfect. I'm like a cat. The it thing is you, awesome. The thing you packaged it in. I love how you couldn't keep a whiteboard, but you'll be able to keep a shark bucket. Well, this is a, a tad bit smaller than the whiteboard. That's true. That's, true. <laughs> That's very true. Thank you very much. You're Thank welcome. You. Thank you, Dora. <laughs> I hope you like your gifts. Very thoughtful. Now I think the pressure is on someone now. Yes. Let's I know. see. I'm gonna so, have to fly down to Costa Rica yeah, and purchase I, I, more stuff. Ooh, I got you a receipt from Hudson's Books at the airport <laughs> uh, and a bottle of Dasani. Oh, <laughs> and special cookies. No duty paid on those items. <laughs> duty, duty. <laughs> yeah. So I guess we should get around to why we have Miss Leslie here and what <sighs> movie we're discussing yes. tonight, guys. Uh, yes. Uh, let me go ahead and get it started so we can start watching it. Uh, oh, okay. There we go. That's probably a good idea. We, we are, um, we are uh, watching what I think uh, I, I, 
see, how did I phrase this I, before? It was. I'm hanging. No, 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 no. It's, it's spirit move you. No, yeah, it was. I had it. I had it. So, it I had it so well, uh, but I was on uh, mescaline Dayquil. at the time. <laughs> so no, I think as far as I can remember, this is the most forgettable movie I've ever seen. Oh, <laughs> uh, we don't pull any punches, Leslie. Just so no, you know, not no problem. Uh, but yeah, so Leslie, why don't you tell us what movie you selected for the Hindsiders to enjoy with us tonight? Uh, jumping Jack Flash. Yeah. Jump in. Jump well, in. Yeah, the apostrophe is very important, guys. Yes. It's true. It's jumping Jack Flash. It's a gas, gas, gas. Did so, not did not anticipate uh, Amazon when they named this movie and you're typing it. Is it jumping? No, it's jump in. <laughs> jumping yeah. Jack Flash. Yeah. Well, I was paying attention to uh, the uh, subtitles during this movie, and I noticed they're not really in line with a lot of the dialogue <laughs> slash the typing that really? Whoopi does in this yeah, movie. Yeah, so that, yeah. that annoyed the hell out of me, but we can get to it. So yeah. um, I, I yeah, noticed the same that. thing. There are several times, because whenever I'm watching, I usually have the volume fairly low. Yes. And I have the subtitles on just so I can pick up the other words. And I noticed that, that it was like, Wait, what I'm reading is not matching what's being spoken well, some on of screen. It, so much of it was improv, but you know, some of it had to be scripted for the computer uh, dialogue in particular. But uh, before we get into all that, yes. let's hit the <laughs> synopsis. So, computer whiz Whoopi Goldberg, she's a chat specialist. <laughs> anyway, but she is good. She is talented on the computer. She's got skills. But computer whiz Whoopi Goldberg gets tangled in a rescue mission involving a British secret agent codenamed after the Rolling Stones hit. <laughs> that, that was Amazon's Amazon's awesome synopsis. Nothing more. That's that. That's kind of it. It, it. I think, uh, and I'll get into this. Ebert actually sums up the plot a little bit better in this article that I have of his. He because you guys are going to be shocked at this. Roger Ebert did not like this movie. No, <laughs> I'm so shocked. It, it's, that and a bulldozer would. It, it's a over. weird movie that makes sense when you when you find out that there were like three or four scripts for the movie. And like and, no less than four screenwriters. Yeah, and some of them were dramas, some of them were comedies. Mm-hmm. Um, they greenlit the comedy with a particular director. I can't remember his name. But I then, can tell you. From okay, my but, Darth notes. Yeah, but then he left. Howard Zeif. Howard Zeif, and uh, Penny Marshall came Took, on board. Yep. She yeah. came on board a month and a half. Uh, into production after the initial director, Howard Zeif, and this is going to knock your socks off, gentlemen, an initial star, Shelley Long, exited. <laughs> yeah, see, that would have been a, a very wildly different, movie. different, very movie. different movie. God. Yeah. And I even wrote a note with that. I was like, can Shelley Long carry a movie like this? Because this movie relies almost too heavily on Whoopi, and Whoopi's one of the most remarkably talented actresses that there are. But yeah. Shelley Long couldn't have done this. Like it would, they probably would have ended up having to cut it by at least an hour <clears throat> if it had been a Shelley Long thing. I, I think it would have had to have been a well. See, I, mean, it, I think it should have been a shorter movie anyway because I don't really think it warranted as much runtime as it has. But well, know. when I when I found out that it was a that they had written several scripts, one of them was like, um, uh, God, was it? Uh, I can't remember the name of the director that they wrote it for, but there were one of them, you know, it, was, it had violence and cursing and it was a, it was a straight drama with, I don't the, know. with the exact same plot. And I thought, I kind of think that would have been better. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Because the actual, the actual, it still would have been a little weak, but it would have been, you know, an interesting spy thriller. I like the idea that you have this character that you don't see. 
Right. You yeah, know? That's and I cool. and I actually one of the things and it's a spoiler, but I I think it would have been better if they had never seen if they, Jack. If they yeah. hadn't had Jonathan Price do the uh, VO. Mm, and especially the whole, because of all the people who's like a badass secret agent that there's all this <laughs> yeah. mystery clouding his identity. And then it's Jonathan Price, whom I, I adore. Oh yeah. Because uh, going back to Pirates of the he Caribbean. He was a Bond villain. He was Elizabeth Swan's dad in Pirates yeah. of the Caribbean. He's Governor Swan. Uh and he's a magnificent actor and I love him, but you don't think he's sexy? No, no. not personally. No. You never saw him on Cheers then. You know, you know? that's true. Uh, Which I think is the reason they cast him, uh, because it was Shelley Long. And I think they... Oh, okay. That makes sense. Yeah. Oh, and look who's here. This is all new yeah. to me. Yeah. Yeah. I seriously just grew up yeah. watching this movie. I did not know any of this backstory. Well, see, that's <laughs> awesome because you're coming into it with a lot of nostalgia and we're yes. not. So that that's perfect because we can all provide different takes on it. Absolutely. That's what this show is all about, ruining your childhood. <laughs> Interesting thing here because uh, Phil Hartman just came on screen. Yes. And- yeah. I thought of you the second Phil. I saw him, Jason. The, I know this movie is so early Phil. in his career that he's actually credited as Phil E. Hartman, and Hartman is spelt differently. Really? Did, was he on SNL yet? I think he was. I think, I think he was brand were. new. Yeah. yeah, it was like yeah. all of SNL from the 80s because you yeah. got John Lovitz. Yeah, because Pe- got... Penny Marshall. Um, uh, on IMDb, he's just his regular <clears throat> Phil Hartman, so that's funny. At, yeah, as Phil oh, E. Yeah. Hartman. Oh, yeah. Okay, you're yeah, right. right nice. Um, the When Penny Marshall came on board, like John Lovitz, for instance, mm-hmm. They there had been a part in the movie for him, and then when she came on board, I think it was because Lauren Michaels was friends with Penny Marshall, and I think he suggested, you know, hey, you really need to give this John Lovitz guy, you know, a chance, and you know, and I think that's probably how Phil Hartman came on board, and you know, and it's funny how that can make or break a movie, <laughs> depending on how talented the person is who's shoehorned into a role, but. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so Whoopi works for... Do we ever discover the name of the bank that First she works National. for? First, First National. First National. Yeah. And she's she's not just a chat specialist. She actually transfers funds and does online banking for big accounts throughout the world. And uh, with the articles that I pulled, I pulled uh, an article from, obviously, Roger Ebert, but I also pulled one from the AV Club, and they have wildly different takes on this movie as far as like the talent and everything involved and how weak or strong the script is, but... Uh, one point that came up is that Whoopi's sort of this, they paint her like a computer genius and it comes up, it's like a running gag that Russian TV just sort of appears on her computer for God knows what reason. Because because the serial port is loose. Yeah, that's how that works. Yeah. And you know how you fix it? You smack the side of the monitor. (laughs) It's very Fonzie-esque. Well, this is back when computers were still new. Yes. Mm -hmm. Uh, and, and, And you could just do this and be a computer genius yeah Yeah, and the av club very much rides the line of like oh whoopies you know handling all of these situations where she's stuck in this racist and sexist environment and i was like okay yeah exactly i'm not sure that i agree with that because her boss isn't upset with her because she's a woman or because Because she's she's a terrible employee no she's not a terrible (laughs) employee he gives her a hard time for being too friendly of a chat specialist basically he's like what's this where you're giving out a recipe to this person and what's this where you're talking about somebody's grandmother and she's like i'm just trying to be friendly mr what's his name i know you know his name leslie no, i don't remember it oh no okay well i can find out <laughs> but either way because he comes up a lot and he's a huge pain in the ass mr page, page so um yes. he gets onto her uh, just saying you are a computer 
while you're at this bank, you have to act like a computer. I don't want to swap recipes. I don't want any of this personable stuff going on. Focus on your work. And he, it never comes into play like that she's anything other than a lackadaisical employee as far as he's concerned. So, so that's actually funny because I remember watching this and actually thinking that he was singling her out. And I remember being younger and thinking he was singling her out because she was black. Um, is she the only black person? No, she's not. No, There's she's a not, pregnant yeah. one. Um, yeah, that's true. She ends up leaving. Fired? But no, she just. <laughs> no, no, no. She goes on maternity leave. <laughs> you know, once you have a baby, you're supposed to take care of it afterwards. Well, well, well back in the day when you get pregnant, then we'd give you the heave ho. Oh, that was when you still had to smoke in the delivery room. <laughs> right. Much, right? Yeah. Yeah. Coke and a smile. <laughs> um, but no, I, I do just distinctly remember that. And I think part of what Bless contributes you. to that. <laughs> Sorry, bless you, is the fact that um, I came from a military background. And so I wasn't exposed to the day-to-day racist or racism that was apparently so prevalent outside of the military. And so I'd see these and just kind of like, why Why would he do that? And, and I just remember that just standing out, hmm. that he had an issue with her specifically. And I felt like it was the only difference between her and the others was that. And it, it and does... remember, she was the most productive employee that, that exactly, had. and the most liked. Like uh, all of her customers love her to death. They they're always asking about her, and it's funny because uh, and I think it was Ebert who pointed this out that she's such a eccentric kind of out there, out of the box character that it's almost as though when she's trying to bring energy to any scene in the movie, the other characters just don't even acknowledge it. And I was like, oh okay, I just thought I was personally frustrated that by that because. To me, it feels like Terry Doolittle, which is Whoopi's name in this movie. Yeah. Terry almost has Stewie from Family Guy syndrome where people <laughs> selectively pay attention to her. Like she could be screaming important things at the top of her lungs and people are like, they hear maybe portions of what she's saying. Like, oh yeah, Terry, sure, take a cab, whatever. Like they, And yeah. they don't pick up what she's laying down. So I, I was like, she works her ass off all the time to not only help Jack, but, uh, you know, get him out of Russia because he's trapped there and he's like an undercover CIA agent that she's trying to rescue. <laughs> and she's trying to tell the British consulate, hey, there's this guy who hacked into my bank computer, which is not, a, it's no it's mean feed. Yeah. It, and she's like, he's trapped and he's this undercover agent. Somebody help me. And they're like, oh, it's very nice to meet you, Miss Doolittle. It's like they just don't hear anything she's saying. Like, they don't try well, to that, hospitalize her and they don't was, take her seriously. Yeah, so. I think well, that was part to the comedy, adding to the, the levity of the situation. See, it just frustrated me. See, and I think the thing with the boss is just, it's a story thing. The boss, in the 80s, your boss was never, I mean, Fletch, his boss hated him. Axel Foley is boss. I mean, it's just <clears throat> the boss, Your boss is, is supposed to hate you, right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. That's, that's what happened in movies like this, because it was always painting the character as the, 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 the genius that was a little bit too big for the place they were at. And if only they could get to the place they were supposed to be. Yeah. You know, um, which doesn't happen in this because she she just gets a date with Jack. She, yeah. She gets a date with, uh, <laughs> a date with Jack and uh, a date with Jack. <clears throat> yeah. But he had a stroke. The, the whole thing, though, as far as like her character, and we were talking about this before, her entire character seems to be she's quirky. Yeah, and therefore nobody understands her, which is impossible with Carol Kane in the room. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Carol Kane. Well, and Liar! there are so many times when she could just explain, like, just stop doing this idiot thing you're doing and just explain what's going on to the person that you're inter interacting with, and the conflict would go away. 
Yeah. So it's just, and it's a comedy, and that's fine. And but I think they they recycled from too many different scripts, like you were saying, Jason. Because if it was a comedy and it was yeah. you know a drama and it was an action movie, because it's all of these things just shoehorned into one overly yeah. long movie. <clears throat> Uh, to the point where, like Ebert pointed out, in the course of the movie, Goldberg will nearly fall off the roof of uh, the British embassy, will get shot at by spies, chased by hitmen, and dragged in a uh, dragged in a runaway phone booth. Yeah. She will crash an embassy ball dressed like Tina Turner, outsmart the British computers, carry on war with her boss at the bank, break into Elizabeth Arden's, and fall in love through the computer with Jack Flash. Like, <laughs> it's a lot for yeah. one freaking storyline. And it's like just a bunch of comedic, <clears throat> bits that they yeah. just glued together for one big script. Well, I think Whoopi, you know, her strength as an actress. She well, and, she, and also, she just came off of The Color Purple, right? Yes. She yeah. won an Academy both, Award. Both articles. Yes, yeah, she won an Oscar yeah. for The Color and, Purple. And I think they were trying to trying to explore a different side of her because that was very, I mean, just a hard, oh, yeah. Court, tough yeah. Yeah, that's, I've heard yeah. it's a relatively serious film. It, it is. It, <laughs> it, it, yes, yes. It's not, it's not a laugh out loud no, comedy. No, no it is so not. It's sort of the same transition with Danny Glover because remember that from our Lethal Weapon episode, oh, Jason, yeah. where, uh, because really, honestly, Danny Glover got cast because the casting director was like, hey, have you seen the color purple? Let's cast Danny Glover for this cop movie. Like, it made no <laughs> sense. <laughs> and it was just like, what about his character in the color purple made you think that he would be awesome at this? But, but they were right. Well, and what I, that actually goes along with what I was saying, which is I think Whoopi's strength as an actress requires a Spielberg. It requires a director who can channel that energy. energy. Yeah. And I think in this case, Penny Marshall did something not as bad as what Paul Feig did with the Ghostbusters mm. reboot, where he just didn't direct. He just said, do your thing. That works if, it, if your talent is Jim Carrey. You know, Jim Carrey, go, Jim, do your thing. Yeah, It'll let him fine. run. Because Jim is also a director. Jim, you know, like he knows he, he has to make a movie. Yeah. He can color inside the lines while making it look like he's yeah. coloring outside the and, lines. And, and I think I think Whoopi needs that. Because if you look at like Color, color Purple or if you look at, you know, any of her more serious work. Ghost. <laughs> yeah. I was thinking Clara's heart. <laughs> Star Trek The Next Generation. Hey, oh, that's yeah, 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 yeah. Like, What's the movie Dinah. she was in? Um, it was a Ray Liotta film. And I think the girl who played Matilda, was, uh, so Whoopi was uh, Matilda's nanny in the movie. I think it's called like Karina Karina. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Karina yeah. Karina. Yeah. I loved that movie. And it was it was beautiful. It was heartwarming. Like, I loved that movie. It was great. And she was almost like a Mary Poppins, like mm -hmm. a new modernized version. Uh, so I like it when Whoopi's doing more emotional roles. She's a funny lady. She can yeah. improv. But uh, Ebert said specifically, like an actor choosing a screenplay uh, should think just like a chess master or a tennis player. You only get better by playing above your head. Yeah. And his his criticism was a Penny Marshall, too, saying it was shaky as be at best and like couldn't bring even coherence. to. Yeah, the, the, the directing in it is really, I think, sloppy. Now, this was her first. Yeah, I was going to ask. Her directorial debut. Well, her first feature film. Yeah, right, she had right, directed right. a few episodes. But I that's a big difference. Yeah, though, big, big difference. Movie. Well, and she her the movie she directed, she she did A League of Their Own yeah. and big after this two she years after this. She directed mm -hmm. big. Yeah, she did. Tom I'm going to I'm going to say that. But <laughs> Sorry, that's weird. I, no, I, I mean, yeah. I uh -oh. did not know that. We have someone investigating oh, to my God. left. But, but while we're while we're doing that, I let's prove I, how right you are. I'll Mr. tell you why I enjoyed this film. A, I miss New York. And <laughs> I think you mean New York City. New York City. And this is an actual real 
live New York City apartment. Not like Friends, where it's like a four hundred million dollar home. Yeah, exactly. Waiters and waitresses live in. Uh So this, you know, the heat doesn't work. And who directed it? Penny Marshall. (sighs) (laughs) Breathe a sigh of relief, Tiger. You did well. Um, oh, but before we pass this bit, I loved it. It reminded me of a bit that Ellen DeGeneres has in one of her stand-up specials because uh, kids today won't relate to this bit where Whoopi is trying to figure out Jack's code name. So uh, hindsighters to catch up a bit on the story. Uh, the whole you've premise, got time. This bit goes on for forty-five minutes. It does. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> and they have the they have the digital yeah. thing rolling. Yeah. So uh, Goldberg's the computer operator in New York Bank. All that it picks up on a signal from Russia, a desperate cry for help from a man who signs himself Jumpin' Jack Flash. That is also the name of the Rolling Stones tune. He challenges Goldberg to figure out his secret password key on the, on the basis of that one clue, and that's what she's doing right now. So she's listening to Jumpin' Jack Flash and... Sing with me and find the key. Yes. I know, which is like... Sing with me and find the key. And but the it. bit of it, though, it, it is that she's... 45 minutes to figure this out? But she's listening to a tape over and over and over again, and she has to keep rewinding Ooh. it because she doesn't have the right lyrics in her head. And I was like, oh, yeah, it used to be, like, a big like, deal. Remember? Boogie with your lamb. <laughs> do, 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 rock do, the cat box. Yeah, rock the, the cat box. I mean, we would sing those over and over because we didn't, we couldn't Google everything no. back then for lyrics. You just had you, to hope you nailed it. You would find the cassette, either the cassette or the CD that actually had the lyrics in it, and you you hit gold. Well, well, that's yeah. why you had yeah. to buy the LP back then. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't that pressed on the record. <laughs> LP stands for long playing, by the way. <laughs> For those of you who don't know. But yeah, Whoopi had to go back over and over and she was like, oh no, those aren't the words. Like, that doesn't make any sense. And it's like she's talking to Mick Jagger while she's trying to figure out the lyrics. Like, come on, Mick, that doesn't make any sense. Less and I was waiting for Mick Jagger to make a guest appearance in the movie. A little, like yeah. Like a cameo I mean, or something. I was kind of hoping you There's would. There's like no payoff to the Rolling Stones thing. Especially because it's like so heavy on the British culture and their consulate and their embassy. Like everything. You and it's such that. a 1980s like... This is this what we thought British people were like in the eighties? Well, they sort of break that, and they have a ball for the Queen's anniversary of of what? what? <laughs> <laughs> of anything? She's the Queen. Just throw so, a party. So, didn't this actually come out around the same time as um, the wedding, Charles and Diana? Eighty six. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, there, yeah. there so is think... a poster of in in the consulate of the of uh, the two of them? of the two of them together. So okay. I thought it must have been after. So nineteen eighty six. So, I don't know when. So the party was definitely not for that. No, because the queen hated Diana. No, she was not happy. Eddie Ezzard's got a great bit about that, where it's like when Diana died, they almost had to shove the queen out in front of the cameras, like, say something nice, damn it. (laughs) Oh, my God. See, and I just, I I think another big problem I have with the movie is there is far, vastly too much of Whoopi acting with nobody else. Yeah. Yeah. There's just minute after minute after minute where it's just, her basically talking to herself yeah no that's it and, and it just doesn't work it's not like it's almost what you said a minute ago jason where it's not robin williams where you can say all right robin just go for it, it. Jim, i think even robin williams it. that would have gotten old yeah probably with you know? so much of it yeah like, and because with robin williams like less was almost more because you had you know maybe a minute or two where he was doing his own free-flowing thing great a, a good editor was their strength when it came to robin williams and jim carrey really because if you let them go on too long it just gets old but same thing with Whoopi. she's it, they either isolate her literally or figuratively where people yeah. either aren't paying attention to her uh, closely enough when they're around her or she's just isolated most of the time. Well, the other question I have, too, is why did he pick her? 
Because her computer was the one that was picking up it's the, the Russian. Yeah, it's the only faulty one in the room. <laughs> it picks up on the Russian TV. That was one that so... had a, a little chink in its armor you could get through to, right? Mm-hmm. But then, like, Ebert was sort of <laughs> picking this apart when he said, okay, so she figures out the password after a lengthy, you know, process. And uh, why? So that he can determine how smart she is. And it's like, it says, that what's the goofy business of the password? To make sure she's smart, he says. To kill time with meaningless cuteness, I say. Yeah. <laughs> so well, he was pissed well, about maybe this Jack, movie. Maybe Jack was watching the Russian gymnast and her text would come through. Maybe. Right? Well, he For actually <laughs> goes back and, and references those. Yeah, He's yeah. like, the pot roast was delicious. Oh, and yeah. she's like, you've been monitoring all my stuff. There you go. Yeah. So he could, what what is what computer is he on? <laughs> Some Russian computer. <laughs> he should know. never know. Yeah. <laughs> but he yeah. could have walked from Russia to Poughkeepsie by the time oh. he goes through this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, this was 86. I I didn't even have a computer at that time. No. Mm-mm. No. I certainly uh-uh. didn't. No, I, I, had a, I had a, com- a Commodore 64. Yeah, actually. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I had a Commodore in 1986. Yep. Yeah. You did. Wow, yeah. you guys were rich. <laughs> We were poor. I didn't exist yet. So I, had it's a, I had a Bomar calculator that oh. added and subtracted. You know, that was it for me. <laughs> he had a slide rule. <laughs> if we get into a sexton, now we're really in trouble. <laughs> but yeah, so Whoopi figures Whoa, out Whoa, look at the graphics. Whoa. <laughs> it's super it's it's pixelated. Yes. Well, yeah. that impressed the and audience back at that. They look but color. that was also color on, on a, a black CRT and white monitor. Screen. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, most people in the 80s aren't going to And why that. is it doing any of these things? <laughs> like, it's, it's almost like a video game. Nobody yeah. knows. Like a level <laughs> that she passed. Work. <laughs> the fate of the free world is in danger, but let's put a 30-second little fun graphic on it. You know? <laughs> uh, Mario it, made it to the castle. Hooray. Yeah. See, and I, I, I couldn't help but watching this and think about Fletch. Because I was asking myself honestly, like, okay, I loved Fletch. It's one of my all-time favorite movies. It, there's a certain, you know, uh, similarity between the tones because Fletch is a comedy, but it could just as easily have been. You could have taken all the comedy out, and make it a straight drama. It's the same sort of thing. It's got instead of having a spy plot, it's got a detective plot. And I'm thinking, well, why did that work for me? And I know when you guys saw it, it didn't really work for you. Well, I feel that there's a similarity between this and Fletch in the sense that the person who's got the entire plot or like is most dependent on the main character depends on a, a faulty character. So for instance, in Fletch, the guy with the, the diabolical scheme is trusting who he knows as a homeless beach bum Yeah, with all this money, you know, passports and this huge scheme that he's supposed to pull off and supposedly a murder in this. Jack doesn't even know Whoopi's a woman until like an hour into the movie. Yeah, it, it's... <laughs> and then disses her for being a woman basically. Yep. And, yep. Um, you know, and they, uh, they, they hung on that for way too long too. She's like, oh, he doesn't trust me because I'm a woman. And it's like, Oh my God, just, Drive that nail deeper into the wood, Jesus. Like, leave it alone. <laughs> yeah. I, even I got tired of that. I was like, yeah, we're women. We can accomplish things. Woo. But it, it's just leave it alone. I do like the little glimpses into uh, 80s hair. <laughs> it, it, I love the bit where she's like combing yeah. her hair back and forth for no reason. She's yeah. clearly not even touching it with the brush because she's got these very tight, well put together braids. But yeah, you remember some... that guy from Back to School? Yeah. yeah. The guy with the big nose. Oh, yeah. He was. Uh, I remember was... him from Friends. Oh, friends too. Okay, he was bald by the time he was on was Friends. Sally Kellerman's boyfriend. In- he was on Friends, really. 
How old was he when he was on Friends? He's pretty old. He had no hair by then. He was Rachel's boss when she was a personal shopper. Ah, I see. Why do I not remember him in that? She, because he's actually a big part of that because then uh, he is the uncle of Emily, the most hated character on all of Friends who marries Ross, Ross the British woman. Yes. And, oh. uh, and the whole reason why Emily comes into their lives is because he, the boss, is like, oh, Rachel, my niece will be in town tonight. Can you That's take right. her to a de mouse? And then she doesn't want to go because she's going to go out with a guy named Joshua and she bullies Ross into taking the girl out. Yep. Oh no! An obstacle between Ross and Rachel again. Again, but yeah, he's in, he's on Friends. Okay. Right. So there you go. Yeah. Very good. Wow. Uh, I think we are at forty-eight minutes, so we do need to take a Let's break. Take a break. All, yes. right. All right. Uh, so we will be back in about one second. <laughs> and we're back. Yay. Hi. <laughs> All right. And you were saying. So. Um, we just passed the moment where Whoopi has crashed the British embassy as like a mixture of Diana Ross and Tina Turner. Yes. Because she sings a Supreme song, but she's got the wig like Tina Turner and the Diana Ross dress sort of gets shredded to the point where it looks like one of Tina's rolling down the river skirts. Yeah. <laughs> a little bit of trivia. I am related to Diana Ross by marriage, so... You knew that, right? <laughs> I, I, I think we're talking. Think about you uh, might need to explain that a yeah, little. Well, <laughs> no, my cousin is married to her brother, Chico. They really, have two children together. Yeah, that's pretty Chico, awesome. Chico Ross. So I, I was at Motown one time, and I turned the corner. The whitest and, man there. And there was Diana Ross. I'm like, Angie Diana. And the tour guide's like, what? Oh, sorry, sorry. Yes, we're related by marriage. I right? know her. Yeah. I know her. I think you have to carry your family tree with you to always be able to hear if you look. <laughs> to not be wounded on that tour. It kind of shoots <clears throat> off in one I direction. promise it's real. It's okay. I'm a genealogist. <laughs> Damn it, you. I'm a genealogist. I'm a doctor, not a pool man. But yeah, so we'll oh, be... oh, oh, sorry. I was going to point out also that uh, uh, Jack, um, as as we know him, uh, yeah, she just starts calling him Jack. He is the fastest typer in the. <laughs> the man can compose a thought and type it in a tenth of a second. Yeah, you know, and that's like, faster we... than I can type, and I type <clears throat> at about ninety-five words a minute. Yeah, but his just go bloop, you know, yeah. like paragraph thing. especially when well, he batch loads them yeah yeah come on guys and what's with the all caps why is he always shouting at her <laughs> i don't think they established that yet i don't think he's learned the russian keyboard that well because <laughs> he is he the is caps lock was broken on his keyboard yeah russian <laughs> it's russian keyboard. see i would get that at my old job i would get emails even when the oh, oh uh goodness. when the old timers were typing to me from their phones <laughs> <laughs> they would yell at me over email and i'm like oh that's just so and so he doesn't and, know where the caps lock button in soviet <laughs> russia you have to have permission to unlock caps lock in soviet <laughs> russia computer yells at you <laughs> um so uh we'll yeah. just crash the <laughs> yeah. british embassy what was the piece of information she needed from I, the embassy? I actually don't remember <laughs> the con- uh, she needed exit some- contact right. yes she needed the exit contact information uh <laughs> and she achieves this goal <laughs> by dressing up like diana ross from the supremes and like i said sort of morphs into tina turner uh because of a paper shredder uh, <laughs> she gets the codes, but it as we find out, spoiler alert, it's all kind of a ruse, you big dumb idiot, because we have some moles in the British consulate. So if Jack had gotten in touch with somebody who was in, say, Los Angeles, and they would have a different British consulate there, 
everything would have been fine. That's what I didn't understand. Because they weren't, because it just so happened to be that the bad guys were at the New York consulate. Yeah. Is there a Los Angeles consulate, though? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because we've got one in Atlanta. Oh, my gosh. I did not know that. (laughs) Because the CIA is wrapped up in this as well. Like, Jack works for the CIA. And. All of the agents that Whoopi's trying to get in touch with, they blatantly ignore her. And then you come to find it's like, oh, well, Jack knew what he was getting into. And it sort of sounds like they've washed their hands of Jack. And she's like, you can't do this. This is immoral. And she's slowly falling in love with him. They burn noticed him. Yeah, they burn noticed his ass. Telex, you got one? (laughs) (laughs) Mallory burned Archer. But uh, yeah, so the CIA essentially burns Jack, but Whoopi won't give up on him. And despite the because fact that we she, got a movie to make folks yeah i guess so she gets in these absolutely life-threatening situations and just sort of slapsticks her way out well, I, and that's another huge flaw in the movie is that after the second or third time she just goofballs her way out of a mm. dangerous situation there's no consequences yeah against there's trained no, operatives <laughs> there's no tension i mean when the guy shows up he smashes the mailbox and he it's like well you know there's no tension she's just gonna goofball her way out of it oddly and, enough i think the most tension came from john belushi <laughs> jim jim john john was, was it dead. jim or oh sorry john jim. Dead, jim jim's the one i've actually seen in yeah. real life sorry so the less funny of the Belushi brothers is oh, the gosh. assassin, the bumbling he's, assassin. He's been she... in more David Lynch projects. That's true. So he's got that going for him. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, yeah, Whoopi's. This is where Mr. Lincoln basically tells her, "Yeah, like give up on Jack." He's <laughs> She's burned. having a conversation with Mr. Lincoln. Mm-hmm. No one will get that. He's on his way to the theater. Someone, <laughs> someone, a Disney fan out there will get that. I am a Disney fan. Now you're making me feel yeah, was, inadequate. Yeah, that was, was Walt, Walt's, Walt's uh, first animatronic. Was it the World's Fair? And it was a conversation oh, with Mr. Lincoln. Uh, yeah. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Wah, wah. But what, was he on The Fresh Prince? What was he? What, he he's was a, He was on a ton of stuff. His name. Roscoe yeah. something. Yeah. He, yeah. He's Cole Train or something. Roscoe Lee Brown. Roscoe Lee Brown. He plays yeah. Archer Lincoln. Oh, and you know who I loved in this movie? The 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 big heavy security guard that talks like <laughs> with the, the funny voice. The heavy set one? Yes. That <laughs> joke that joke was kind of funny that the guy always asked for the heavy set guard. security guard. Um <laughs> but he well, was a and weird the security science. guard's a perv. He's like watching women uh he's in the watching bathroom Yeah. <laughs> pull up their stockings. Oh, which yeah. every bank has oh, yeah, cameras yeah, in yeah, yeah, bathrooms, yeah. right? That you can zoom in and point specifically. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, let's let's talk a little bit about uh, some of the other people in the Stephen movie. Collins. <clears throat> Stephen Collins, who is not in any legal trouble. He's he's out of trouble currently. Now? I, th- I we, okay. we were talking about this earlier. We're, we're, we're yeah we're re- <laughs> hey he was great in Star Trek the motion picture. He was fantastic Captain in Decker. I told you so. Uh, he's so been because a, I said so. Excuse me. Ha, well, ha, okay. Here's one for you. Have any of you ever seen a TV show called Tales of the Golden Monkey? Yes. No. Starring Stephen Collins. Oh, no one yes. has ever seen yes. it. Yes. It it lasted like one season. It was basically a straight ripoff of Indiana Jones, but it totally worked. Yeah. yeah but any guy, I think, given the opportunity, no matter how bad a knockoff, almost any man would take the opportunity to be in an Indiana yeah. Jones. Oh, it was, it was it was it was he, he was a, a, a seaplane pilot during World War Two. It's a ruse. You like no, that's that's. <laughs> Well, like when they did Danger Island, monkey? that's why that was why Pam had the line where she was like, it's not a golden monkey. We cannot stress that enough. Oh, it is okay. not that... a golden monkey. Oh, I hate it when they did that. But now I understand that yeah. joke. So thank you. <clears throat> Stephen Collins, though, he was great. Uh, Carol Kane. Uh, as normal as she ever is in a movie. Yeah. Um, this is after 
when a stranger calls and Let's i find think out. it's also after when a stranger calls back which is so weird because watching those movies it's like you know it's a horror movie but it's carol kane you know <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know but she's great she's she's carol kane is a very she's got a great range you know she kind of gets pigeonholed into those parts mm. nowadays but she, she's super talented actress because most Potts. people know her from the princess bride yeah well, I know her from Kim Taxi. Schm- yeah, yeah, Taxi. Latka's girlfriend. Scrooged. Scrooged. Do you remember yeah. that? I was going to say Scrooged. Yeah. I do remember Taxi. I oh, the Adams family. Latkes. She oh. was the granny in the Adams family. Yes. I forgot about that. Oh, yeah. Uh, Annie Potts, also one of my one of my favorite and 80s of course, actresses. One of Jason and my favorite, the unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Where she's Kimmy's landlord. Um. Annie Potts has weird Southern accent, and <laughs> and I think that should have disqualified her from being on Designing Women. Um, I think that that would have been a, uh, you know. Are you talking about her real accent or the accent in this? Well, movie, that's the or? thing. She has a real accent, but in the movie, she has this weird, like up to number eleven fake southern accent well that happens in some and we've talked about this before so i'm sorry for repeating myself but like uh you know even on true blood where somebody sounded like kevin spacey like they are from savannah when they're living in louisiana it just right when they don't necessarily go to the work of getting a dialect coach or learning the appropriate dialect for being a southern person because me having lived in georgia my entire life i can hear the difference between somebody from roswell and somebody from dalton oh yeah there's a huge difference when i hear it but to you know mr brown who's from pennsylvania he may not hear the difference no, i do not but some actors they just like everybody in gone with the wind oh for love yeah. of god <laughs> like yeah. it, no it's oh bad. i do declare yeah and you know. sometimes you get people who are really johnny on the spot with their accents but yeah annie potts is not one of them no and it's a shame too because she's a super talented actress mm-hmm. um and uh, uh yeah no jokes to be made there but no, it's just no, the accent really, yeah. it's yeah. janine Yep. You know, I mean, she, for me, she will always be Janine. That's that's her defining role. Okay. You know, uh, and I love seeing all these wonderful people as young, vibrant, oh god, human yeah. beings with their whole careers in front of them. Oh, mm-hmm. Exactly. You know, exactly because I mean, you know where their careers are going. Oh yeah, they didn't at that time. The, the, yeah, it's like this watching is... Star Wars. You're like, Darth Vader's gonna live for a while. So is Obi Wan <laughs> Kenobi. Jesus, like, yeah, can why we ruin are we that for you yet? No. <laughs> okay. I'm probably gonna watch it before the end of this week. I'll, I'll okay. text you when I'm ready for you um, to dump all over it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, this is probably the time when John Lovitz and Dana Carvey were driving around and one or both of them were stoned and just riffing and coming up with material. Mm-hmm. And I would pay a fortune to be in the backseat of that car. Oh, yeah. You know? yeah. Hell, yeah. just to be the driver so that, you know, somebody responsible was around. <laughs> I'd be the fly on the wall for that. But uh, yeah, this just felt, once again, oddly shoehorned, just a random bit that they fit into the movie where Whoopi's just being hauled through the streets of New York in a phone booth. And... The assassin, like, do they ever figure out who it is that's trying to kill her? I, Did I, I forget? Know. Or it, is it... John Q. The, bad guy. Yeah, it's the bad guys. Yeah, yeah, but, I mean, they're just nondescript bad guys. So and that, what was the bad guy's plot? Yeah, why are they after Whoopi? Why wouldn't they just directly go for the guy that she's trying to help? Because that's apparently the they dangerous point. They felt like they point. had already fig- like resolved the Jack issue by taking away, like, leaving him in Russia. Because um, back in the eighties, when you're stuck in Russia, like, because uh, what was the code? Oh yeah, dogs barking, barking can't, can't fly, fly without, without umbrella. umbrella. <laughs> and uh, I looked that up because I was like, "What the fuck is that supposed to mean?" <laughs> and uh, the dogs are barking. Apparently, meant like they're on to me. Can't escape Russia without 
an access point or right. code or something like that. Yeah. But yeah, so why not just say that? Well, it's because he's be got a code. Yeah. <laughs> you can't be that obvious. Because Jumpin' Jack Flash, it's a gas, gas, gas. gas. Right. <laughs> <clears throat> How so, much did they pay? For this sequence, yeah. For, for the fucking Rolling Stones music. Because you know it was a fortune. Yeah. You know. And, okay, this truth serum that uh, Mr. Belushi shoots into Whoopi's <laughs> arm. And so she gets high as a kite and breaks into Elizabeth Arden because... Mm-hmm. Can you tell us why, Miss Leslie? Why does she have to go to Elizabeth Arden's? <laughs> because Sarah Sinai. Um, so Jack... Uh, well, so one of the tasks that Jack asks Whoopi to do is to go and find this contact list. And this contact list just happens to be engraved on a pan in his house like you do which is pretty clever yeah i I thought that was i actually thought that was like that was clever yeah that's that's sort of like okay yeah real spycraft (laughs) you know it's like spies 101 woodhouse (laughs) so while she's in his house trying to locate this pan um she sees the picture of sarah sinai and this is the first time also that she hears his voice so that's when it goes the movie changes from text typing uh, or he becomes a real person. Becomes, yeah. 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 And where they paid the price. Yeah. But they still, oddly enough, <laughs> he's got picture, <laughs> pictures of every... All of his conquests. Uh, yes. Yeah. And Sarah Sinai happens to be one. And um, so... But she's in, active at the uh, yeah, British Embassy in New York. That's when she ends up having a conversation with... Um, oh, God, I forgot her name. Um, Annie, Annie Potts. Potts. Annie Potts. Yes. yes. And that's when Annie tells her about, oh, yeah, they, they used to be an item. And so that's when Annie tells her, too, that she's married to the guy. And so that's why she's going to Sarah to get this contact information, you know. And to get Jack home. To get Jack home. Thinking I, that she'd still be loyal to Jack. <laughs> Hopefully. Well, she was, she, she was not the treacherous one. So uh, she, Sarah tells her husband, hey, we've got to oh. help Jack. And Jack, or the husband sends his henchmen in the British Embassy. So like Mr. Talbot. Talbot, And yes. like two other henchmen kind of guys. And they're the moles. They're the treacherous they the, ones. Yes. Who are intending to and kill And there were two Terry. cameos. There were two cameos in the British Embassy. Do tell. Michael McKeon. Oh, yeah. And, yeah. Yeah. Uh, oh, her name's slipping oh, my mind. Oh, She's oh, the I British. Tr- uh, Tracy Allman. Tracy Allman. <laughs> yeah. Yes. It was Love wonderful. It. I love both I mean, of them. I want to go home now. <laughs> who, who, is, who is Jim Belushi working for? See, that's British what I'm consulate. saying. Like, I guess he's working for the consulate. Like, who well, are he's these? working for Mr. Talbot. Yeah, he's so, a hired okay. thug. Yeah, he's he is he's exactly a local that, boy, a hired thug. So, but you don't got really him know. And the blonde guy. So you don't really know what the issue is with Jack and why they don't want to save him, why they betray him, like what? Because he's apparently part he's of the CIA, even though he's an a- he's a British agent. <laughs> there's so many he, different. That, there's a big gap. I never even put that together. Like, yeah. Why the... were? Why was he? Yeah. yeah. Why did they even still, like leave him? Yeah. In why do they care? <laughs> it just. And why is the CIA even involved? Like it. Yeah. Just, I, they never and explained how is this. Jack actually part of the CIA. It, exactly. Yeah. Shouldn't he be like you're my father? Am I for, he's part yeah. of the Majesty's Secret Service. <laughs> well, but, they, they do. They do have uh, interactions. And Jack Lord and Sean Connery. Mm. Yeah, right. And Sean Connery's what Egyptian? Oh. So I mean, yeah. none of it makes yeah. sense. Yeah. So that's where Mr. What is it? Lincoln and um, Talbot, Marty, 
Oh, yeah. Mar- uh, so oh, Marty right, is right. the guy. Marty. Yeah, the Seventh Heaven guy. Seventh Heaven. Oh, I love when she's in Elizabeth Arden's because <laughs> she's been shot up with the true serum or whatever the chemical actually is. Sodium. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't know. But um, so she's going around like telling all the ladies, like, you don't need to be beautiful. Like, you're already beautiful. You don't need to buy all these chemicals. <laughs> you, oh, you need some extra beautiful. Take my credit card. <laughs> like, so I think that was really well improvised stuff. Like that, I think that scene paid off really well. And it's like, like you mentioned, Jason, I could sort of see Jim Carrey doing something similar. Like, oh, look at this guy. Yeah, yeah. you're going to need to be here longer than everybody else. Like, you, you could totally see that transfer between the comedians. But um, and, and I think it would have worked better with like a Chevy Chase coming up with a scheme to get in there. Like he would show yeah, it's up. Very flesh. He, he would show up in the robe, yes. you know, like he would pretend to be a masseuse. Oh, yeah. He would do jokes on the way. Does Elizabeth Arden still exist? I don't know. I don't think I was not familiar with it. I had to Google it. It's like a spa, right? And so um, I don't know. Let's find out. So anyway, Whoopi is going to talk to Sarah Sinai to get the uh, information that she needs to free Jack. And she's high as a freaking kite the entire time. But she lays some truth on Sarah saying, you know, I know you're not with Jack anymore. But listen, like people are chasing him, you know, he needs to get out. Like, And she's just all over the page. <laughs> and she's just sort of really beseeching Sarah, like, come on, just help him out. Like, Staying here with your pink cheeks and your pink shoes and your pink feet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> See, I think it would have worked better if instead of just Whoopi, I think if like she and some of the people from the office worked together, worked together, I yeah. think as as like a a group hijinks sort of thing. Yeah. I think that would have. There's just I'd phone Penny Marshall <clears throat> and recommend it, but yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, she's <laughs> she's retired. She's retired. She and, retired. And you know, if you look up her tombstone, it has a little L on it. Oh, oh, does it? She's an ex liver. Yeah, Elizabeth Arden's still a company, so I don't know if they have like actual spas and stuff, but from what I can tell, they're still in business. And crappy hotel art existed even back then. Oh, Good yes. It has existed as long as the hotel, I'd like to say. There's actually um, <clears throat> an interesting piece of trivia, if you like Dragnet, which I do. In the police station, there's a poster, there's a, a anti-drug poster that in an episode of Dragnet, you actually see that poster being printed. Okay. And I don't know if it's literally the prop from that episode, but it's the exact same poster from the episode. Very like, cool. Eh, it's kind of cool. Means, so, like from the 60s? Yeah, from like sure. Dragnet 1968 uh, or whatever. Okay, yeah. all right. I thought the Dan Aykroyd one possibly. No. <laughs> no. And uh, yeah, so and Tom be- Hanks, right? Yeah, Tom Hanks. Oh my gosh. And Harry Morgan. Fascinating. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so Whoopi comes back to the bank and Paige is still pissed at her for what I deem legit reasons. Because the security guard is like, oh, yeah, Terry, you're ridiculously late to your shift at work. Paige is upset. <laughs> so how is that racist? How is that sexist? My boss would be pissed at me for the same reasons, regardless of my gender. <laughs> it just, it, I don't know. And she even just aggravates him because she's sort of slacking off of work. Uh favoring her project to save jack and at one point she's like oh i've got to make a personal call yeah. mr page i'm sorry my mother's uh like she needs to get a crosstown bus or something like that and he's like well last week she had the mumps and then the week before that she was sick with this so what's the problem now terry <laughs> so she's obviously slacking off at her job yeah, yeah. and she begs him for a pro- that didn't fit either she she literally like grabs him by the cuff of his shirt she's like i gotta have that promotion mr page i gotta have that promotion by, by the way and she's just like and he's like he's like fine fine you've been putting in the hours whatever get the hell away from me but there's nothing 
other than just her being yeah. a shitty employee that really comes between them, to my you, knowledge. You notice the secretary there. Mm-hmm. You know, another movie she was in. Do tell. A Few Good Men. Oh, no, Jesus Christ. Uh, a <laughs> Few Good Men. Sorry, the NyQuil is really kicking in. Uh, <laughs> the drugs are yeah. beginning to take hold. Uh, no, shit, the uh, Penny Marshall baseball movie. Uh, a League of Their Own. Yeah, she's one of the players. Right. And, no and what, is her, what is. is her last name? I don't know. Reiner. Okay. Reiner, I barely know as her. In, as in? Robert. Yeah, because uh, she was Penny Marshall's first one of her early children, and then Rob Reiner married her and adopted her. Oh. And she took on his last name. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love this part coming up. Or maybe we passed it, but we're back at Whoopi's apartment. And one uh, line that I wrote down, because they ransack her apartment, the mysterious bad guys. And look at that giant toothbrush. Is she shooting it's a Tom Petty 80s. video later? It's later. total 80s. It is. She's got the crayons in there, too, I think. Oh, God. And, like, every movie poster from every 80s mm-hmm. movie ever. But uh, at one point, somebody comes in and they see, like, her clothes are tattered. Everything's sort of destroyed. And they're like, what's going on, Terry? She goes, I got moths. Big, Big mutant, mutant, junky mutant moths. <laughs> That's that's the dress. Yeah, the <laughs> Tina Turner dress. Oh right, because it gets shredded in the sh- in the paper shredder. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what it is. Uh, but yeah. So uh, now, who is this? Oh, is that Sarah? Is Sarah? But she doesn't have Sarah's a towel on her head. Guy. So, yeah. uh, <laughs> so Sarah decides that she is going to help Whoopi and Jack out, but they're about to be betrayed by the henchmen, and uh, Whoopi gets surrounded by bad guys and once again escapes via the clever yeah. use of slapstick comedy. Yeah. So it's it it's just farcical situation after farcical situation. That's this whole. Oh, that's a giant safety pin. Yes, too. it is. Yep. <laughs> it's giant everything. It, it was the eighties. It was full in the eighties. Land of the no, giants. They yeah. don't really I, I, explain that though, because at least with um, yeah, there's no payoff. To there's that. no like they don't explain yeah. the personality behind it because. Uh, with uh, what? Oh, it's Stanley Ipkiss in the mask. So Jim Carrey, you understand, he's really into cartoons, and they punch that up because it becomes a part of his personality right. when he becomes the mask. He wolf whistles and he does all the cartoonish sort of behavior, and, but it makes sense because he's got he's like the cartoons. the Acme posters and right. all that stuff. But with Whoopi, she's got Gumby and Pokey or Pokey Gumby. Gumby. Yeah. Not, not no, she's Gumby. got Pokey the horse on her computer. Yes. Uh, and just like these little uh, triceratops and like these random figurines and then all these movie posters and gigantic ass props. But they to well, what? Yeah. End? And there's the scene earlier in the movie where she's, you know, very focused watching a, a romantic scene from a, an old movie. Well, that made more sense to me because uh, Carol Kane is the girlfriend who's always like, hey, I'm going out with these guys. I promised them we double, you know, and you're never going to find a fellow listening to music at home, Terry, that that kind of thing. And then later you can see because Whoopi's all together and independent and I don't need no man kind of when she's in the bullpen. But then she goes home and she's sort of pining for a man like the man in the movies. And I think that made more sense. Yeah, you know, and I think that was how they laid the the groundwork for her falling in love with Jack. Yes, especially since so. he was kind of a distant technological thing. Like just like in the movie, it's easy to love the Humphrey Bogarts and whatnot well, on the screen. They see, and they, I think that would have made more sense if it was something like they'd even had in that dialogue earlier with Carol Kane, <clears throat> where it was something like, you know, oh, every time I get to know a guy, or you know, I have a hard time, you know. Um, I'm worried I'm about just appearances. Too kooky. <clears throat> yeah, I'm so yeah. I'm so quirky. I'm so eccentric. <laughs> She's a little a quirky bit more turkey. setting. Yeah, just a little bit to set up the character because what you end up with is just someone who's quirky. She's and, a quirky turkey. And, and yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, I think that kind of like lays or 
for me, I feel they explain that and the fact that she's so outgoing and friendly and giving advice and everybody loves her. And it's like they love her and they like her because she's the one that's got the personality. Everyone else's stuff is very vanilla. She's the one that's the color pop. This is yeah. how my parents met, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> so what's happening, yeah. Hindsiders, yeah. is Whoopi gets approached by these kind of street thugs. Three and, gentlemen. Uh, three yeah. uh, gentlemen was, of the it evening. It was warriors crossing. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mel Gibson's going to show up and blow them all away in a minute. But um, <laughs> Get you know, out of the Bronx. They approach Whoopi and they're like, come on, baby, let's go party. And she's like, get away from me. I've got all the STDs in the world. Like, leave me alone. <laughs> I got AIDS. And then the real bad guys are coming at her and she goes, just kidding, guys, I'm clean. Like, you want to party? Let's have sex and do drugs and hang out. And the- then they see the gun, and even though they've got, like, chains and daggers and stuff, they run away. Doesn't the villain, not the sort of weird, like, that guy, not the dumpy one, but the, the other villain, doesn't he sort of look like Peter Capaldi? He looks like Vanilla Ice from a distance. Sort of like Vanilla I'm Ice sure. and Peter Capaldi. Peter Capaldi had yeah, a baby. Had a baby. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and the old dart in the ass, like, <laughs> Whoopi gets Why do they have, drink I, I know there's a throwaway line, and I, I know they set it up. Where they say, why do you have so many mannequins? Oh, we have a lot of balls. They said that earlier in the movie. As though that set up the fact that down in the basement, there's all these mannequins and they can cut the mannequins. So it's like, okay, so they did that. They set it up. But the problem is, is that the setup doesn't make any sense. It doesn't. And like the... We have so many balls, we need mannequins. Yeah, we got to pair them up. But uh, (laughs) the the mannequins are supposed to be like part of the threat play where uh, they're threatening to torture Whoopi Goldberg and like, you know cut off her fingers and they're they're doing this they're displaying what they're going to do to whoopi on the mannequin and she's like oh man that buzzsaw can get through that mannequin real quick well yeah it's plastic like, <laughs> yeah it's gonna be a lot more uh labor intensive to get through bone and cartilage i think mm. but that i don't know and she's just they're just her, enjoying their jobs it's just a very yeah. cartoonish like her watching the mannequin lose its fingers gulp <laughs> it's just yeah. it's very cartoonish yes. <laughs> i'm getting out of here it's getting hot in here yeah but yeah, she slapsticks her way out of this situation as well. And then, uh, so we're kind of toning down to the end of the movie, Leslie. So what ends up happening with Terry and Jack? The most obvious twist in yeah, history. I mean, <laughs> do they wind up together? Well, you would think so. Um, <laughs> <laughs> wah, wah. Uh, yeah, so ultimately she does end up i think at this point she finds out that marty who um is one of her co-workers he's supposed to be the guy replacing the pregnant girl that went mm-hmm. on maternity leave mm-hmm. he is actually a um <coughs> cia agent what? i know and then of course you know the equalizer music plays in the background he makes his first appearance <laughs> Nice. Gotta love it, <laughs> and um, it's also at the perfect timing to save save her where she can't, you know, do her shenanigans to get out of out of the the problem. Um, and so then they they go back and they they capture all of these bad guys, and um, Marty tells her that Jack wants to uh, or sends his thanks and wants to take her to dinner. Somehow they agree to this. Yeah, so, so she's expecting Jack, and she goes to a very fancy restaurant. Waits all night. Fancy restaurant, and he Phil, stands her. He stands up. her up. Mm. Yes, he stands her up, and then so she is just, which was so unnecessary. Yeah, it was completely unnecessary. Like I didn't yeah. understand that at to, all. It was to get more tension, and and like you know, because you've been waiting this entire movie to see Jack. 
that's yeah. true and right. you, you know i guess the you're hoping for like a big reveal yeah and i suppose they treated it like a twist like of course we expect him at the restaurant nope never mind he's not showing up there <laughs> the again queen. the queen has delayed him see yes. i think i think they should not have the queen delayed him all night long jonathan price as much as i love him shouldn't have been in the movie at all agreed agreed <clears throat> and it should have been she someone else <laughs> well i think it, it should have been air five <laughs> Yeah. Well, they're going to break up anyway because he's going to constantly try to sell her a new Infinity Q45. <laughs> Superior by design. Um, he's going to invite her to Brazil. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Forget it, Jake. Yeah. It's Brazil. Um, no, but it should have just. It, Jack. The it's end of the movie should have been with, you know, turn around. You know, I'm the second row behind you to your left. Because and her she reaction. turns around and it, sh it should have just been her face perfect. Lighting up. It was perfect. Yeah. Roll credits. She and I thought that's what they were going to do because you, the yeah. way it was shot, her hand, yeah, right. and and hand. you just see him from the neck down, but then the camera pans up and it's because, oh, and I thought that was it's perfect the guy from Cheers. because like so few actors can do that subtle Visual. realistic transition on their face like without panning away or to them or anything yeah. but you see her she's she's scared to turn around and he's even chatting with her on you know on her telex yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but he's he's like I you know I'm in the back row second from the last left turn around no why not? Why not? And then he actually <laughs> physically comes behind her to turn her around and you see her look at the camera and it's just it's actually the best acting in the whole movie, I think. Well, and where he does the thing where he re up. he reaches down and types on her. Keyboard. Yeah. And, and I she thought she's still like, no, I'm not going to look. I'm not going to look. It's actually kind of adorable. That would have been so perfect if you hadn't heard his voice and you just see him type it. Yeah. And then she just looks and smiles and then. Into the movie. Roll credits. Yeah, yeah. But then it's... We paid for Jonathan Price. We're going to film Jonathan, Jonathan Price. <laughs> Governor Swan. And uh, then, you know, she's sort of giving him grief. Like, well, are we really going to dinner this time? <laughs> like, you should have seen me at the first dinner, though. I was really dressed up for you, man. <laughs> like, and It's kind of cute and quippy. But, uh, so, yeah, they wind up together. And um, somehow the CIA guy winds up. Does she wind up as the boss at the bank? I forget. <laughs> I know. There was no other Yeah, value. that was it. Yeah. Because yeah. what happens literally... to Mr. Page? He just, uh, everything just stays the same at the end of the day. Like, yay, Pretty Jack's here. Much, That's yeah. end of movie. Yeah. <laughs> All yeah, right. She gets to take the day off. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, that was the equivalent of a pay raise in 1986. So, especially in a busy city like New York. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> And there, and, and there yeah. you have it. And there it is. So, um, so, summed up. <laughs> so, Miss Leslie, uh, I guess we just need to know why it is that you chose this movie to share with us. And then we can go out to Seinfeld and I can refresh your memory on that scale in case you're not terribly familiar with it. That What? <laughs> See, I I'll, I'll explain it. Refresh okay. away, So, why did you pick this movie? So, this movie um, is... <laughs> It's a little dear and near to my heart because it's one that my mother and I used to watch and we <laughs> we would like repeatedly watch movies. Um and we were a big fan of Whoopi Goldberg because at the time this this was like during the like the um so the Whoopi songs. <laughs> yeah, it was Whoopi, it was um Robin Williams, uh, Billy Crystal doing like the the Live Aid. Oh and, right, and, right. Right. So Bob Smuda. Yeah, all of them and we just really gravitated to her and loved the movie and it was one where i think it was also a little bit of home because i think at the time this was going on we were away from family due to living in the military so we put a lot of emphasis on movies okay but yeah so it was just one that it, it's a stupid silly cute just and it's good for nostalgic. kids because there's nothing there's nothing so mature that would it, be disturbing uh, yeah to a yeah, child exactly and I, yeah, 
And I get that. My mom and I watched a lot of like rom-com, silly kind of movies like this Mm -hmm. when I was growing up too. Like to this day, people, you know, I'm sure they'll make fun of it, but You've Got Mail is one of my favorites just because I I watched it. I watched it over and over with my mom and Tom Hanks and Meg Ryan are just absolute gold in that movie. (laughs) I don't care what your opinion is of it. I love it. So I I relate to you on that for sure. I can see where that nostalgia comes from because, uh, like, my mom was into Kate and Leopold. Anything with yeah. Meg Ryan in it, really. So, Harry Met Sally, yeah. uh, You've Got Mail, uh, all Tom Hanks movies like that. Yeah. Was it Sleepless in Seattle? Sleepless, Sleepless in, in Seattle. Seattle. That was yeah. their first movie together. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they just have so much chemistry together. It's great. But uh, what other movies did you and your mom watch together, Leslie? <laughs> uh, Beetlejuice. Oh, that's I can, a good naturally. One. That's yeah, a good I can one. recite that one pretty much line for line. Nice. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think that was your first pick, actually, but I disappointed you because I was like, we've already done an episode on that one. Sorry. Uh, but that's cool. Yeah. Awesome. So then the next step is to go Alf to Seinfeld. And that is our uh, patented oh, hindsight Alf is horrifying. To Seinfeld. Got what do you think I say? Said. Alf, I thought it was one word. Alf to Seinfeld. I was like, well, are you speaking oh, no. German? <laughs> Alf uh, to Alf Seinfeld. To Seinfeld. <laughs> so <laughs> so the, the ass scale, Alf to Seinfeld scale. Okay. <laughs> it's incredibly... Uh, <laughs> uh, Very scientific. Exactly. Yeah. I, I, I'm seeing this. What uh, if you don't like Seinfeld? Because I'm assuming Alf is like really bad. Well, okay. So the way that it works is it's, a, it's about perspective and nostalgia factors. So Alf, when you were a kid, seemed like top tier comedy nothing could be funnier highest quality comedy ever and when you're a kid now you watch it and it's just a dumpster fire of a tv show (laughs) but you love it because you have the nostalgia for it but so it's the worst on the scale so that's like a one on our scale okay uh, because it got worse as you grew up whereas seinfeld even if you don't like it you appreciate the difference so when you're a kid being forced to sit through an episode of Seinfeld was Boring. kind of like when your mom would run into her best friend Janice at the grocery store and they'd talk for 45 minutes and you would literally sit there dying of boredom. <laughs> then as a grown-up, you're like, oh yeah, I do hate moving. That guy at work is annoying. <laughs> and you understand what all these boring-ass adults were talking about on Seinfeld. Okay. So uh, Seinfeld is a 10. Okay. Now, the perfect score is a five. So if this movie has not improved or gotten worse since you first watched it, the perfect score is a five. Yeah, and it's not uh, it's not a scale of quality. No. <laughs> so if it's a movie that you love and you loved it when you were a kid and you love it today, it's a five. Okay. Yeah, that's a if perfect If you loved score. it when you were a kid and you watch it today and go, oof. It's then it got lot. worse. Yeah, it's it's more yeah. toward the elf. Uh, okay. So it, it, once you, once again, not quality. So if the nostalgia wins it over for you, it can still have a high score. That's yeah. fine. So on Elf to Seinfeld, where does this movie rank for you, Leslie? I'd say it's probably a four. Okay. Yeah. So it, it got a little worse for you since it, it, you first yeah, watched it? Yeah, it did. Uh, <laughs> it did because I'm able Especially to Especially like, when know. these idiots picked it apart in the studio. <laughs> no, even before, because I remember thinking too, because one of my first jobs um, as an a, like transition f- from child to adult mm-hmm. was um, help desk technical support help us. Uh, <laughs> so, you lived it. You could I relate. did, yeah. And then I was like, how? and even before then, though, I remember catching scenes where she's got her back to the monitor and she's talking and he's typing and she's like, no, no, no. 
you know, like responding to as if he's there. Yeah. And it's like, you can't hear him. It's not pinging. Right. So, (laughs) you know, this, 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 yeah. So it was like, okay, that magic is a little, it was a little dim. It was the the 80s. She hadn't bought the Jonathan Price voice add on pack for for that video game. (laughs) I want him as much. And I remember, I remember buying video games in the 80s and then having to buy the voice pack. If yes. you wanted there to be, yes. yeah, yeah, and it Sound. made the biggest difference, though. Oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> it was worth it. Wing Commander Two was was totally different. <laughs> oh man, remember when they would fold napkins in fancy restaurants like seashells? Was, yeah. Yes, those and, those and the butter was the same shape. Yes, so, and you couldn't do anything with it. <laughs> yeah, it was like <laughs> the a butter solid was rock. like a solid thing. <laughs> you put it on the toast and hope the toast was warm enough to melt it. Yeah. But no, yeah. Um, but when so, you were a kid, you loved it. Though. Oh yeah, it was, it was like just... it was the coolest thing. Yeah, because yeah, you were out to dinner compared to that boring ass butter at home yeah. for sure um <laughs> so yeah gentlemen what about you jason score for this movie uh five is this the first time you've seen it or no i've seen it before and meh. same quality same it overall. was forgettable then it's forgettable now <laughs> <clears throat> okay well it's a straight five for me because i had never seen this movie before leslie recommended it so straight five it's just as perfect as when i watched it a week ago <laughs> And I'm going to give it a six because if I had seen it in the 80s, it would have been a little more routine. But taking me back to that wonderful decade Aww. really made me very happy. I mean, it was the best decade ever. Uh, oh, yeah. Styles. Absolutely. And, and once again, just seeing all of these people, I know them all now. Mm-hmm. Just seeing them, you know, young, vibrant in the beginning of their careers. Yeah. You know, Phil Hartman and, and all of the, you know, the whole gang. John Lovitz before John he lost Lovitz. all his hair. Oh, John Lovitz. <laughs> before he was the radio you know, it's on Brave Little Toaster. Like Stephen Collins, though, I mean, his, I think Mo, uh, Star Trek the Motion Picture was his first big movie. And that was in the late 70s. So he had actually, actually been acting for for a while yeah and he's still acting 74 to to this incident i think (laughs) to the recent unpleasantness somehow me and jeffrey jones uh crossed that difficult bridge (laughs) and made it out alive and are still working actors so good for them wow he likes to keep private they said his Wonder privates why. or yeah. keeps his privates Where private does he want to keep them? all right yeah. but we've had a lot of fun today hindsighters we but have. anyway <laughs> no, seriously though uh leslie thank you so much for joining yes, us in the studio so uh, as a first time guest it's been a while Yay. since we've had a new person on um so thank you for joining us it's thank been so much it's been me. a gas gas gas, gas. <laughs> <laughs> had to do it i'm out <laughs> that was it i'm gonna wrap it up so hindsighters thank you for joining us for uh our new travel segment time your drive time your listening time whatever time it is this has been jumping jack flash on hindsight and good night